Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Alright, so yesterday we began to look at what love was, right? And we said that love is not necessarily what? Feeling. Yeah, or emotional attraction. But love is what? The nature of God in us. And I want to show you, to prove to you that the kind of love we're talking about, and, and you know, today I've been asking myself a question. You know, when it comes to this month, they call the month of love, <laughs> which I disagree a lot. Because every day is the day of love, you know. <laughs> and I'm going to explain to you why, you know, maybe I think they chose today or this month. And obviously, you know, uh, the 14th or so, I don't know. But obviously, true love is of God. Now, I want you to understand that spiritual things are more intense than, than physical things. I hope you are aware. And every physical thing is a product of the spirit. Every physical thing is a product of the spirit. Now, spiritual things are not um, easy things to handle. Now, if you understand it from this angle, yesterday I told you we are born again and we are learning about love and the love we are talking about is from where we came from. We came from eternity into time and we shall step out of time. Now, once we are in time, there is something that God is expecting from us to express his kind of love in time. Can you see that? So, the kind of love that God wants us to see is not love that is not eternal. Because, you know, the Greek word for love, we will look at it very soon, defines love or mention love in four ways i'm sure you know them already agape filial stoge eros now apart from agape the three are limited they die off agape is the only love that does not die because it is eternal from where it came from are you with me now one of the reasons why sometimes you might want to walk in so much love which you already have your spirit because the Bible says that the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. But that is Romans chapter 5 verse 5. But you need to know that 
This love that is shed abroad in your heart is the same love that every born again has. But according to the word of God, this love in your heart must abound and abound. It must keep growing. And what is the essence of love is labor. Which means that you cannot just in a day master the love of God and live it. It is impossible. It demands a lot of work. The Bible calls labor. Show me Philippians chapter 1 verse 9. Okay, we'll read verse 9 and 10. But the verse 9 says, And this I pray, that your love, your love, may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. What does it mean? It means that you have already received the love in your heart. But the love you have received, which is the love of God as born again, can only abound through knowledge. So you must come to an understanding of what the love of God is. Then you begin to experience it. Then you begin to walk in it. The more you do this, the more the love that in your heart will begin to abound. And I say that again. That's why I began by saying that spiritual things are more intense than, than physical things. Do you know what the Bible says in the book of Matthew when it says that from the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God, what? The kingdom of God suffered violence. And what? Spiritual things need intensity. You see, sometimes the reason why you have not gotten an answer to setting manifest or manifestation for certain kind of prayer is because you handle it like it is an easy thing to have. But whatever you are looking for is a spiritual thing and it is not treated like physical things. You need some intensity. Some of the intensity can be a month, a year. I was reading an article Prophet Matthew Manasseh wrote. He said, when he found out that love was a gift, he decided to pray for love for three years. For three years, he prayed for the gift of love. Until one day, he realized that God has given him the gift of love. Even when God gave him the gift of love, he didn't know. Because he said, he, was, he had only scratched the surface of the love of God in manifestation. Three years in prayer. He says he prays every day for that gift. So you can't be born again and just get up and think, I have the love of God, I'm living in. Reason why you will find it difficult to forgive. Reason why you will find it difficult to express love in its fullness. Because spirit, you need to understand it first. Spiritual things are not easy to come by. It's not like a balloon you can just pick like this and throw. You can, in the physical, you can just take this balloon with your hand. But in the spirit, you need a lot of effort to take. Can you see that? For example, it is like we sitting here, or musicians, or anyone, a man of God, a pastor, whoever, and maybe you know you can preach. So you don't exert a lot of time in prayer, in study of the word, because you are taking it lightly because you think, oh, when I come and stand here, I can preach. It's just a matter of time you fade off because you are, you are not laying hold on spiritual verities again. You are, you are seeing the spiritual things as mundane. This, the Holy Spirit told me this afternoon. And I'm sharing with you. It was, it's one of the reasons why some born again. So you can see somebody, for example, who is not vest, well vested in the word of God like you. But they spend so much time in prayer. And you see a lot of things happening for them. Not because they have any kind of knowledge. 
But they have come to the understanding that whatever they are looking for, it needs intensity. Can you see the difference here? So the reason why we can be born again, yet our marriages will break, our relationships will break off, is because we will handle it in, in our minds in a more lighter manner and not from the spiritual. If it is of the spirit, the Bible ascribes labor to love. Labor. You know what the Bible says? He will not even forget your labor of love. When it comes to faith, the Bible doesn't ascribe labor to faith. He says work of faith. If you understand this, you will understand why love is the greatest. You see, the Bible says, we read it yesterday, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. The Bible says that three things abide, right? Faith, hope, and love. And it says love is the greatest. Do you know why? Because faith is made effective in love. Faith is made effective in love. But faith is what you need first to have love. You see, it is faith you need to receive every spiritual thing from God. So we were given faith. And the faith we have is the faith of the Son of God. We have agreed on that one. So as you receive the faith of the Son of God, it gave you the opportunity to be receiving every. So whatever spiritual thing you need from the Spirit, you need faith to access. But the faith you need, okay, it is made effectual in love. Without love, faith is not able to, to work effectively. Now, in the same way, without love, hope is transient. It is not eternal. I'll show you scripture, don't worry. It is a scripture you have read, you have not seen it. Maybe. So when I found it, I was like, wow. So love enforces the effectiveness of faith. And love causes hope to have some kind of a long-term effect. Go to the verse 7 of the scripture. You see. Look at it. It says, love beareth all things. Love believeth all things. Love hopeth all things. Love endureth all things. Now, when it has to do with belief, it has to do with faith. Your faith does not believe all things. Faith believes specific things. But when faith is in love, it believes all things. You are married. You don't believe your spouse on everything. <laughs> can you see that? You can only believe all things when it is in love. Because you see, whatever the other party might be saying or doing might not necessarily be right. You, don't, it, you have something ar- about it. But when, because love beareth all things. Love bears all things. Show me NLT or any other. Love bears all things. So whether the person has done wrong or whatever, you bear. So you believe. Is it all right? Let me see TPT. Love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat for it never gives up. Show me amplified. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. This, is, this, this gives you more clarity. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. 
It is ever ready to believe the best of every person. But you see, sometimes the best of people is not exactly what you are looking for. And it says, it's, it's hopes, its hopes are faithless under all circumstances. And it endures everything without weakening. Now, faith without love is mere faith that will die out soon. What do I mean by that? You can hope for things and after some time, the hope just fades off. But when it is in love, it is sustained. Because love will consider and bears all things. I, lo I love this. When I saw it, go to King James Version again. Love beareth all things. Love beareth all things. Love hopeth all things. And love endureth all things. Now, so when it comes to faith, whose verb is believe and hope, they need love to make them full. That is why love is the greatest. In the verse 13, love is the greatest. Is that clear? Hmm. That is why love is the greatest. Haven't you realized that the more you pray to God that you want to love people, the more hurt you, you get. Like you get hurt a lot of the times. And the more you want to give up, right? And the more you want to give conditions, right? Because the love you are talking about is a heavy thing that needs a lot of effort to be able to live it. I cannot stand you, but when there is love, I try to swallow that thing so I can stand you. So the more you pray, it looks like the difficulty becomes. After you have prayed to God and said, Father, let me walk in amazing love. The more you pray about these things, the more you realize that somebody just stepped on your toe. But you see, at the end of the day, this is the kind of love God has and has given us to live the same. And if every marriage would understand this kind of God's love, there won't be divorce. Because love will bear. You might not fully trust somebody, but you love the person. And that gives you room to trust. You put, and I'm not talking about Eros love. Or philia or stuggy. I'm not talking about those kind of love. I'm talking about the agape love. Maybe let's refresh ourselves with these four, you know, words that the Greek talks about. Of course, I've mentioned the, the first one is agape, which is, which is more we call the Christian love or the God kind of love or the unconditional love. Okay, agape. So in Romans chapter 5 verse 5, he said, the agape of God has been shed abroad in your heart. The agape, the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. So you, the question is, do you have God's love? Yes. So praying that God will give you his love is not a good prayer. You shouldn't be praying for God's love. What should you, what, what should you be praying for? That the Holy Spirit will help you live out the, 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 in abundance Okay? The love you already have in you. And how do you get to know it? How do you get to walk in it? You cannot walk in agape when you don't understand agape. 
And that is what we read in Philippians chapter 1 verse 9. He says, your love abounds more and more. In what? In knowledge. That your love may abound yet more and more. In knowledge and in all judgment. Then verse 10. That ye may prove things that are excellent. That ye may be sincere and without offense. This is, this is amazing. Without offense till the day of Christ. What does it mean? If you don't abound in love, offense will keep occurring. But when love abounds, one day we will live like Christ. Remember, the kind of love is the love of Christ. And we know the love of Christ is in dimensions. Length, breadth, height, and depth. And yesterday, we only touched on the length. And what we saw there, the long-suffering was amazing. How God himself had to testify that they grieved him for 40 years. 40, and yet, he, didn't, he wasn't able to touch them. So, agape is what it is. That is what God expects you to love, to walk in. Then there is what we call the philia. Okay, philia comes from the word in the Greek, friend. So it is love, that the love between friends. The love between friends. Are you with me? So philia is from the Greek word, you know, friend. So the, the, the bond or the friendship, I mean the love between friends. Like Jonathan and then who? David. They had this philia love. Best of friends. Okay? And then we have what we call the stoge. Now, the stoge is natural affection. Natural affection. Okay? The love from natural affection. So, like, like your mother. Because your mother knows that I've given birth to a baby, there is this natural love that crops up. And you to be, because you know that this is my mother, this is my father, there is this natural love. You know this is my brother, this is my sister. Listen, listen to it. You don't feel like you are sisters. You don't feel you are brothers, but you love each other. It is natural affection. Okay? That is what we call stugging. Hmm. Then, the almighty one that tonight a lot of people will be focusing much on is the eros. Now, the eros love in the Greek uh, mythology, it speaks of a myth of a Cupid. You know Cupid? You know, you see this cartoon where they have this uh, myth of a, a god, like a baby, and he has an arrow. You know, yeah. So he will throw the arrow like that. Now, according to the Greek mythology, when the arrow hits you, you you begin to fall. You begin to fall in eros love. Is the is the love of um, sexual attraction? Because it is believed that the, the, the son of, of that Cupid or the mother of that Cupid is the god Venus, is the goddess Venus. Which is the mother of love. So, you know, I perceive that in this month, Cupid is throwing arrows. Cupid is throwing arrows. You know, cause, because in, in this today, this month, all people think about when you talk about 
the day of love is all about sex to a lot of people. Sexual attraction, that is it. And I am forced to believe because normally this is what we see. This is what we see. But you see, <laughs> the Bible is clear that, so, okay, let me start from here. From Eros. Since it is sexual attraction, then it has everything to do with the flesh. Feelings. Now, if it is of the flesh, it is not eternal. Can you see this? If it is of the flesh, it is not eternal. Now, if it is not eternal, it can be corrupted. It will die over time. Now, the same applies to the other ones. Stoggy, the natural affection. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 3, the Bible, we read from verse 1 to 3, the Bible speaks of how natural affection shall fade off. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Now look at it. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Now here, it's not talking about gay or lesbianism. What it's trying to say is that what is called that love, philia, or filio, will not be there any longer. Myself will come first before you. I shall think about myself first before you. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetousness, boasters, proud. Blasphemous, disobedient to parents. Did you hear that? Disobedient to who? It is in the relationship between parents and children that we have stoggy. The natural affection. Okay. Unthankfulness, unholy. In then verse 3. Without natural affection. So there's coming a time where that natural affection between parents and children shall fade off. Why? It is of the earth. It is not eternal. And anything that is not eternal, that is why meetings like this, we don't focus on errors. We focus on agape. And the more we focus on agape, the love of God, it has so much effect on your on your error's life. In other words, your error's life is affected by agape. Can you see this? Your error's love without agape will die over time. Reason why you are married to somebody you claim you love in the church, you made a vow, a covenant. Then after some time, you don't love that person again. You want to go to the law court and depart or, or separate. Or go see another woman or another man and fall in love with that person. Why? It could be true that earlier on you started with some kind of love. But if that love was not agape, it would die off. When we started from school, there were people we picked as friends. We loved them like brothers. Today, they are nowhere to be found. That bond is gone. Can you see this? But let me show you. When David mixed agape with philia, when Jonathan died, Jonathan's friendship was still on the mind of David. That one day he woke up and said, 
is there any relative of Jonathan or from Saul's house that I may show some good to? Then the Bible says he had a son who was even sick. Mephibosheth. And David asked that they had to go and bring him. And they brought him. David did not only give him some money to go and continue his life. He brought him to his table and ate with him like he would have eaten with his best friend, Jonathan. This is friendly love mixed with agape. So all these kinds of love must be built on agape. But it cannot be done when agape is not understood. And ladies and gentlemen, agape is not understood even in the church. If you don't find these solutions in the if you don't find these solutions in the word of God, you are, you are, you are in trouble. Look, is there yet anything, any that is left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Which of your friends do you remember today? Maybe I would say that, okay, man of God used to be my friend, you know, and we've not seen ourselves for a long time and I see him, you know, or in the wedding. Agape will make me want to send my friends some thousand dollars. But because that love was based on proximity, I thought I loved you until you separated. We got married. We thought we were in love until you went to the UK. And I'm seeing the same woman just like you. Yet, the love I have for you keeps going down. And what I see keeps rising up. Now, I want this lady and not this woman again. Why? Agape is not there. The reason why I thought I love you was because of sexual attraction. Making a decision based on sexual attraction is the biggest mistake you can ever make. Because you are not the first person that will stare. You, you stared me up. Another lady will stare me two times yours. Another lady will stare three times. You know, that is how it looks like. But love, agape, is a choice. It's a decision. You get it now? So what am I trying to say here? Beating about the bush. I heard a story of a woman whose mother was just 45. And the mother had written a will. Okay, this young lady, I'm sure she loved the mother, but when the will came in place, she was actually doing everything to kill the mother because the mother was now ill in the hospital. And she had planned with the doctors and other people, some of the nurses, to inject the mother so the mother could die, so she could have the properties. The natural affection, the natural love, Stoggy, is gone. It's gone. Okay, look at how if you have lost your mother or your father before, after some time, you don't even remember them any longer. It's gone. So what am I trying to say here? All these things are of the flesh. What does the Bible say about the flesh? If, if, if love is of the flesh, because stogophilia and eros, they are of the flesh. If they are of the flesh, what does the Bible say about the flesh? First Peter 1 Peter 1.24-25 He says all flesh is as grass. What happens to them? They fade off. 24. Look at it. For all flesh is as grass and all the glory of, um, of man as the flower of grass. The grass what? With the earth. And the flowers thereof falleth away. You know, the glory of a marriage is that kind of affection where we meet each other. The glory thereof. You are the one for me. You are number one. You know when you get married fresh? Like when you go to the office, you are wearing your ring and you know, you, 
you are trying to say, and my husband, and my wife, and my wife, and my husband, you know, that glory of marriage, after four months, you will stop that nonsense. Because there could be somebody in the office giving you attention. Oh, yes. Do you know what people do in the offices? Remember, we get to know some of these things through counseling. Somebody's giving you attention. And you know this attention is going far. That one, it has to be legal. I'm coming. <laughs> so listen. For all flesh is as grass. Anything that emanates from the flesh will fade off. You said you love your mother. You said you love your brother. There are some of you, maybe you haven't, been, you haven't seen your brothers or your parents in a long while. And sometimes they don't even cross your mind. The day you find a girlfriend, you will buy the girlfriend iPhone 14 whilst your mother does not have a phone. No, this is real. Why? You are finding new glory. In, in, the, in the love of attraction, feelings and attraction. But after some time, you will buy another person iPhone 75. Reason why somebody can plan with somebody and be there, date, court, whatever they call it, for several years. And after some time, says that you are not the one for me. He is the one, she is the one. Yes. Most men proclaim everyone of his own goodness. But a faithful man who can find. Some other translation says, many, a man says in his heart that he has an unfailing love. But a faithful man who can find. Now, there's a question mark there. God is asking the question, who can find? And normally when God asks you who can find, he just knows nobody can find. Okay, I told you about, I was praying and I saw a tall man. I told you yesterday. It was, uh, that, was when I, that was when he showed me. So that was when the man appeared in front of me in the vision. And he said, acknowledge me. I will, di- I will direct your path. Because you might meet people that physical attraction can make you feel she's the one, he's the one. Yesterday, you didn't get me. When I said, when you get to the point where you say, he, he's sweet, she's sweet. A lot of mistakes happen during courtship or I like you time. Where he says, let's go here. Let's go there. Let's go here. Let's go there. Let's go here, there, and here. You become unstable in your decision. You only agree to what you see. And in those times of moving about, you make quick, emphatic decision based on the surface things you see. That is when you conclude that this person is a nice, is okay. Sweet. When you start using the word sweet, you have gone. <laughs> because normally the sweetness is in what the person does. Let's go to a customer for Gary photo. Let's, you know, <laughs> let's go here. Let's go there. I'm not saying it's bad. But you make sure that your head is still on your head. Now, God is my witness. I saw a vision. I think I shared with you last year on this side. I saw like two boards and I saw nails. 
If there's one person that doesn't like talking about marriage, relationships, then it's me. Because I know all these things, when they are found under Christ and grace, they survive. So I don't worry my head over. But sometimes you have some daughters, sons who are not growing, or people who get to you with your, with your issues. I have people that are over 50 years, 40 years, that I, I have to counsel. Look at their age. But they will need godly counsel because they want to get married. And they are telling you their stories and issues. <laughs> and you, you, you have no choice but to go and pray. So in one of my prayers, I saw two boards and I saw nails on each of them. Immediately, I saw ropes, okay, being, being exchanged here. Tackle, like, this rope from this board is holding onto this one, this one, here and there like that, holding onto each other. Then I saw 30%. That's what I saw, 30%. Then I was like, what is this? Then the Holy Ghost began to explain to me. When you meet a lady or a gentleman, you operate and make all your decisions by 30% of affection changes. That is why we begin to exchange affections, feelings. Okay? That is why it is easier for you to have sex. Because what you are exchanging is feelings and affections. And the Lord said that forms 30%. Now that you have gotten all your ropes hooked, you now begin to see some character which is part of the 70% you have not seen. Now that your ropes are well hooked, it is difficult and that is what in the spirit it is called the red flags. Remember I told you, marriage and relationship, the Holy Spirit or God hardly speaks. I'm not saying he doesn't speak, but hardly. So if you are always going to God, God, my marriage, God, my, my relationship, God, my relationship, hardly speaks. He will, he, will, he will lead your spirit. That's what he does. That's what I know. If you are going to hear God says, this is, check the Bible. How many times did God emphatically mention, apart from Hosea and you know, hardly. Look at Abraham. God could have spoken to Abraham and said, look, let him go here and do that. But no. The Spirit of God stirred up Abraham and he made a right decision. And when his servant saw that it was difficult to do, he says, the angel of the Lord will help you. The angel of the Lord will help you. When Eliezer went, look at it. All of a sudden he says, because he went with 10 camels. And he says that the woman who would come and fetch the water here to drink and to feed my 10 camels, she will be the one. Who gave him that wisdom? We've read it. The Bible says, and God gave him good speed. So he was, he was led by the Spirit of God to make those decisions. And then he knew that Rebecca was. Because camels drink a lot of water. One camel. So to feed or to have the patience, and that was character being shown. Even, even now, I, I, I see on Facebook, there are some Nigerian, they do these memes or whatever. And I see somebody put maybe 200,000 naira in Gary. 
and then we'll follow somebody and say, oh, I want to give you Gary. And they are angry and they will, they will slap the person. And when the Gary falls down, there's money in there. Uh-huh. So that lifestyle. That's why he said, the one that will feed me and feed my camels. Because I'm sure there are other women who will come and say, you are mad. I'm not the person to give you water to drink. And you know, it is not Rebecca. Rebecca is not the only person that came. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayman 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-LJedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny Daniel Jedu for videos. You can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many Many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to lead from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.